This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. It's different for each person, but we have a set of standard things that apply to everyone mm. in terms of father. That's just saying, telling your kids you love them. That's spending, having a nighttime routine with each kid. And that can be flexible for whatever they, they need. You know, for me, that's making sure I read the kid a story that's tucking them in and trying to build them for the next day. So I say, what are you going to do tomorrow that you're just awesome at? This is the Tom Rowland Podcast. Fascinating stories to amaze, encourage, and inspire you in fishing, fitness, and the outdoors. And we're brought to you by Black Rifle Coffee. I started this podcast as a way to connect with my friends, people that I admire and respect, and you. It has been a learning journey that's made me a better person, a better fisherman, a better father, and a better athlete. I'm so happy that you're on this journey with me, and I'd love to hear from you with show suggestions, guest suggestions, or questions. The best way to get a hold of me is through text. You can text 305-930-7346 for the fastest response, but if you prefer to email, you can send that to podcast at saltwaterexperience.com. That's a dedicated email address just for the show. If you like this show, you can show your support by posting about it on social media and tagging me. Text the link to a couple of friends that may also enjoy it and subscribe and leave a five-star review if you feel like I've earned it. The website is TomRollandPodcast.com, and that is where everything lives. All past shows, you can go and listen to any show. You can look up all the different shows that we've done, both the How-To Tuesdays, the Full Links, and the Physical Fridays. They all live on TomRollandPodcast.com, and the social media is Tom underscore Roland, R-O-W-L-A-N-D, on Instagram, or you can go to our big account, saltwater underscore experience. I hope to hear from you soon. So now, let's get on to today's show. Hi, I'm Chris Rodak with Rising Father, and this is the Tom Roland Podcast. So, um, Rising Father, tell me about Rising Father. 
So it's a men's fatherhood brand community that I started about two years ago. And for me, I wanted to invest my, I'm a teacher. I wanted to, wanted to invest my extra time and passion into something that helped me grow as a person. And I wanted to share what I think about all the time. And ever since my son was born, ever since I, I have a little redhead boy. I'm sure you've, if you've seen him on social yeah, I do media, too. <laughs> yeah. Except I my little we redhead boy is 22 years old, <laughs> 20, tw 26 years old. Sorry. Uh, it's amazing yeah. how fast time flies. And, uh, nine years ago, he popped out at the hospital and had red hair. And I was like, is that my kid? <laughs> <laughs> and he had red hair. So like, I remember holding him, the doctor handed him to me and I held him just, and he just had the deepest stare into my eyes I've ever seen. It was like, he was just piercing me. And just ever since that moment, I've just been obsessed with being the best dad I can, spending as much time with them as I possibly can. And, you know, I'm on social media like everyone is, and I see a lot of brands. There's one brand called Fatherly and some other brands. And a lot of these fatherhood brands weren't kind of expressing what I was really feeling. So I thought, well, there's an opening here for me to kind of express myself and try to help other dads understand that they need to make the most of their time right now because it goes so damn fast as you know mm -hmm. you know I mean, my son was zero and now he's nine you know you're a kid you said you're yeah. you're uh yeah well i have three what, i've got a 20 26 a 25 or 24 and a 19 so two boys and a girl and yeah, uh wild. man just like you're talking i mean when you're saying that you 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 held your little red-headed boy i'm thinking that was that was me and and in some ways it seems like it was absolutely five minutes ago that i did mm -hmm. that and other times it seems like it was entire double lifetimes ago right like it's it's funny how time works like that but the time with your children goes by so fast and um it it i i, I don't even know where it goes because there are times where it seems like you're in a dark tunnel and there is no light at the end of it. And you know, you're like, I'm going to be changing diapers forever. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, you're at a high school graduation. I mean, it literally is like that. And old people told me that growing yeah. up and I, and my dad told me and all kinds of people told me, Oh, just, you won't believe how fast it goes. Now I feel like I'm talking like an old person because that's, that's exactly, they were right. They were right. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. I feel like I say, I, I talk like an old person already because I say the exact same thing. You know, I, I am, I'm 35. I've got nine and seven year old, but I mean, there's people who have, there's people older than me who have one year olds, two year olds. And like a lot of, I feel like I had, a, we had our kids early mm -hmm. unplanned and 
um, I try to tell them, you know, it's like, yes, your, your career is important. Your business is important. These other things are important, but the worst thing that could ever happen is your kids go off to college, they start a business, whatever. And you look back and think, damn it, I should have spent more time with them. I should have been more intentional with my time with them. And just, that is the one thing that I can't, I'm not going to let myself have is regret there of my time that I had when my kids were home. Mm -hmm. So that's, it's really the message that I try to impart onto people is make the most of your time right now, because it's, it's the, like the best times of your life right now, like live it, like enjoy your kids with you. And like the effect that you have on them every single day has an infinite impact. So just do everything you can every single day for them. So just a few minutes ago, we were talking about these other brands out there and different mm -hmm. people doing things. And you, you said that, um, you, you, you didn't really feel like they were saying the same things that you were feeling. What are, what are the things that you're feeling that might be different than some of the other, uh, podcasts or, or social media accounts that, that are out there? Um, there's a lot of, when I, well, there's, it's changing, it's changed a lot over the last two years. Um, but when I first started, there was a lot of the brands were catering to kind of like a popular culture narrative and message of your typical, I don't know, the father you see on a sitcom, you know, of not the most masculine, not the most wise, not a, not a leader that you go to and put your life in his hands. And I see fatherhood as like a sacred duty, like as a, as the bond you make with your kids is like spiritual it's, it's it can never break it should never break and i think of it on this on this level that i wasn't seeing from anyone you know at least the, there might have been out there but not the not the accounts that i was following and it kind of made the father the father role more of a an accessory to the partnership of mother and fathers it, it wasn't as important or the father was the the foolish drunk guy. And just it was just like the funny meme accounts where, you know, which are funny, but there's more to it than that. Right. You know, there's more to being a father than just being the joke of the whole thing. And if you can take it seriously, and if you understand your role, I mean, you can you can transcend what you're seeing other places. Like if you value your role as a father, it's like, man, I can impact this kid forever if i turn myself into the person who i need to then that's all that's a whole nother level of being a father i wasn't seeing that from anyone yeah yeah and when you uh you know a lot of that is is not really popular opinion right now like no. there's toxic masculinity there's there's you know i think there's some kickback to that but like have you encountered some kickback to that or or are you are you drawing to you the people that that truly need this the most? Um, I've I've had it on both ends. Like there are kind of repulsive opinions on both ends of the spectrum. Like I've the whole toxic masculinity crowd is out there, but they don't really come to me when I first started. Like eventually, social media kind of figures out who you are, and they send those kind of people to you. But you when you when you start out you know you run into all these people who who think very differently from you so for that end of the spectrum yeah those people were, would comment and send me messages and stuff like that and that's fine you know you're dealing with online 
They could be bots. They could be whoever. It doesn't really matter to me. But that, that's just normal. If you put yourself out there on the, on the internet, you're going to get that, and you just have to accept it. Mm -hmm. On the other end of the spectrum is your super, super masculine alpha male people who think if you say anything positive about a woman, then you're somehow you know, less of a man, beta, all that kind of stuff. I personally think both ends of the spectrum are equally repulsive. Um, so I don't like, I don't like uh, to fall into either of those categories, but both of them are out there. Right. So what is, I mean, can you summarize your message? Sure. I, I would think it's build yourself to build your family. Mm -hmm. And that's what I try to impart on. We have a men's group and we're completely focused on building ourselves physically, mentally, with daily habits and discipline. I have other groups and that's just, that's the message. It's work on yourself. Actions speak louder than words. You can tell your kid to eat healthy all you want, but if you're drinking beer and stuff in your face every night, it doesn't matter. And I just have countless examples of my kids doing that. Like I tell my, I remember the first time my son repeated something I said um, that was like something I didn't like about myself. You know, like something sarcastic. I said, I got something I'm really personally trying to work on is cut down on my sarcasm. Mm -hmm. And I think he was three and he repeated something sarcastic that I said probably to my wife like six years ago. And when, when he was three, he said that. And I remember thinking, damn, I said that. Cause I remember I said it like the day before I was like, man, and I didn't say that for like until like three weeks ago. So and they're just soaking in every single thing we say and do like they're just a mirror of our actions and words mm -hmm. and then there's other times that i don't say things and maybe i'm like unorganized in a certain area of my life or i'm, I'm sloppy and then i can see him doing the exact same thing and i'm like man where oh yeah where do you get that he got that from me it's like so i can i like i need to fix that on with nathan it's like no i need to fix it on myself right i don't need to fix him before i even attempt and say anything to him i better damn well fix myself first before I try to fix him. So yeah. I can't be a parent. I can't be a father and affect him at all until I've owned up to my own problems. And I, and I look myself in the mirror and say, what do I need to work on? Right. Like, I'm, I can't tell you to eat healthy if I'm not eating healthy. Well, what a better message. I mean, like there's, there are plenty of messages out there and there's plenty of, um, of, of things that you can try to do. But in my opinion, <clears throat> and what has been the best for, for my family is, to lead by example. <clears throat> and in some of those cases, the example is that you notice something that you're not doing well, or you notice something that, that you could do better and you point it out and you say, okay, this is something I'm going to be working on. Maybe it's, I don't know, whatever you mentioned, laziness, or you, you mentioned, you know, some things that you say or sarcasm or whatever. Yeah. And you know, a lot of people are afraid to like talk to their kids about that and go, you know what, there's something called sarcasm and it sounds like <laughs> this and I do it way too much. And I'm going to really try not to do that because this is what it, this is the effect that it has on people, or this is the effect that it has on situations. And then the kid's like, oh, okay, that's a lot different than saying you shouldn't be sarcastic. Meanwhile, you're yeah. being sarcastic throughout the entire day. Right. And that that example is living by example is is strong that's that's really strong um yeah i like it that uh that you that that you're starting with yourself and when you're doing that like with this group 
how do you how do you do that like do you have do you have um set ways that you're that you're kind of you know like a program that you're following or or what is what what are you yeah. doing how do you do that with with a bunch of other people so first off there's a filtering process of who wants to be part of it um and you know there's multiple levels of talking to me and saying like why are you interested in this like is it to get a six pack because if it's to get a six pack then you're not a good fit if it's that you can show up better for your family then yeah let's have a chat so we're getting the right kind of people in the group who are in it for a service mentality um and then yeah we have a, a program of high accountability that we do every single day so it's i tell the guys before they join i say if it's Friday and you want to, you want to start this on Monday, you're going to be living a new way on Monday. Like you are going to be on a macro plan. You're going to be on a training program. We have, everyone gets individualized nutrition programs. Hmm. Everyone gets in, gets, gets workout programs. Um, everyone has daily habits. They have to turn in for their marriage, for their parenting, for themselves. We all take screenshots of our wake up time and post it in a group. And we have multiple zoom calls a week. We talk in, so we, it's very structured and it's a bunch of guys willing to kind of suffer together and build that bond and community. Hmm. And with the most powerful part is when people are saying, Hey, I wasn't feeling good today. I snapped at my wife. You know, I, I screwed up. I, I couldn't control my emotions. And then if someone else says, yeah, I did, I did that too. It's all right, man. Let's, let's work on this together. Here's what I did to fix that. And then through this sharing of experiences, you kind of build a power within your group. And whenever you're surrounded by people who think like you and want to kind of rise themselves, I feel like your power is just multiplied. Yeah. Like a lot of our inner circles of friends and family, they're not always people that w are, want the absolute best for themselves. You know, I mean, maybe you have one person in your circle who's like that. But whenever you join these groups, you're surrounded by lots of people who want the same thing and then you can kind of feed off their energy mm -hmm. so it's, it's a really powerful thing for men how do you know how to do this like the nutrition plans and the the you know the the fatherhood i mean you said your kids are are what nine and seven nine and Is seven nine and seven so um how do you how did this start for you how do you know how to how to develop the nutrition plans and the workout plans and and everything like that to for a group so I'm in my own groups that do a very similar thing. I'm in multiple men's groups and through them, they have their own nutritionists, physical trainers and experts, and I'm connected with them. So we all kind of work together to create individualized training programs for our members. Okay, cool. And so the idea is that when you, when you improve the, the father, you're improving the, everything about the, the family. Yeah, it's, it's if I want to be the best father I can be, I have to try to be the best me I can be. But when I'm doing that, I, the, the focus can't be on I'm doing this so I can look good or I'm doing this so I can make more money or whatever it is. It has to be, you know, I'm going to the gym so that I can live longer, so that when I get home from school, I have more energy to play with my kids. So if I can wake up at 345 every day and I, you know, it's cold outside and I, I get up and I force myself to get up and I can force myself to do something that I hate over and over again, 
and I can push down that muscle of just seeking comfort all the time. When I'm with my family and my kids are being crazy and I just got home from work and I'm tired and all I want to do is sit down, and drink a beer and watch TV, it's going to be a lot easier for me to say no to that and push through that pain because I do it every single morning. Because every single morning I'm pushing myself in the gym. Because every single morning, even it's like this morning, it was 20 degrees out. It was dark because daylight savings time. It was windy and cold. But I still got up, went to the gym. I did not want to at all. But that is far worse. And watching what I put in my mouth is a lot harder than, you know, whenever I, if I come home from work, my kids are here. And like I just said, I'm just not in the mood to put up with something and then like I have the urge to snap at them. It's a lot easier to not do that and control my emotions if every single morning I'm practicing mastering myself. Mm -hmm. So it's like daily practice of mastering myself physically transitions to every other aspect of my life. Yeah, I believe that too. I have a I have a group of, of dudes that I work out with in my driveway every morning outdoors. And um, that's a it's a really big part, really big part of my life. Um, but, um, I feel like, I feel like, um, that is, is such an important thing to, to do that every single day is to do something that maybe you don't like, but I also like to, um, to show the example to my kids that actually I do like that. Like it is, exercise doesn't have to be misery and drudgery and it, it can be something that you really look forward to. And it can be, you know, a place where I have these great relationships with my, with my friends and my kids, you know, when they were growing up, they would come down in the morning. My daughter would do it all the time. She would come down and she would be around all these people. And now at 19, you know, she has a daily exercise routine she stays in shape. She watches what she eats. She is healthy as she can be. And, um, and I look back on it and I'm like, yeah, well, that's because she came down every single morning and watched this whole thing. And she sees that exercise is fun. And, you know, it's not like we're doing easy stuff. It's hard. It's hard stuff. But together, you know, it's like this fun atmosphere. And, uh, I don't know. I like that. I like that too. There is a, there's a, um, a subject that comes up a lot when I talk to like young dads and people like that, that are, that are you know, trying to do better. They're trying to get in shape. They're trying to do whatever. And it's like, well, but I, you know, when I go to the gym, you know, I take time away from my family and there are, and there are a lot of people that kind of struggle with that. And I wonder like in your group, um, you're saying you wake up at 3:45, so that that solves that, and that's why I am a morning guy and a morning workout guy is because I had to carve out time that was not taking away from the family. Like it's one thing to do all of this and and to to make yourself better, but if you're doing that at five o'clock in the afternoon, where there's soccer games and wrestling matches and and dance recitals and dinner time, and you're at the gym, that may not be the best time for that. So I had to carve aside time for myself in the mornings. And I'm assuming that that's, that's what you're doing as well. But I would just wonder how you kind of address that when, 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 when new people are coming into the group and it's like, wow, you're going to be spending all this time 
working out. Where's the time for your family? I thought this was supposed to be a family kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, my answer is just wake up earlier, you know, <laughs> like, like you do. It's just, you know, it's not going to be fun, but wake up earlier, get it done, work on yourself in the morning. And then you have time for your family in the afternoon and the evening. I do that. And then I also work out with my son every single morning. Um, so I go to the gym, I do a little morning routine and then my son wakes up and we do a work. He, he does kids CrossFit, um, with my wife mm -hmm. a couple of times, uh, a couple of times a week. And one day he came back super, super motivated and we were playing basketball in the afternoon. He said, dad, I want to work out every day for a year. It's like, all right, I'm not saying no to that. So I was like, let's shake on it. And he wanted to do a spit -off. So we did a spit -off on this on the basketball court for this. And that was like 200 days ago. So ever since then, we've done that for 200 days day for, yeah, for 200 days straight. Wow. And we do burpees, push-ups, squats, sit-ups, and you know, he's motivated. He, he's motivated. He loves it. Some days he's not motivated, but he's still, but the one day he wasn't motivated. He did said he didn't want to do it. So I was like, all right, we'll work out in the evening. And I, he forgot that I said that. And then that morning I was at work, he talked to my wife and he was almost in tears. He thought I forgot about our workout together. Hmm. And I was like, no, man, I didn't forget about working out, at, working out in the evening. So like that time has become so special to him that we're together working out. It was, I just thank God. Like I started that with him because it's been so huge for us. Do you like to let him cre create the workout? Yeah, I, st I started with like a, uh, he kind of like a duplicating what he does at cro CrossFit because it's not, you know, kids CrossFit isn't like adult CrossFit. Mm -hmm. They do sit-ups and age, age appropriate stuff. So we started out with a plan and then now over the past, probably like 50 days or so, I just say, all right, what do you want to do? And then if it's like too easy, I'll say, let's add something else. So it'll be like jumping jacks, squats, sit-ups, Russian twists, that kind of thing. But we've got probably like 10 exercises we rotate through lasts i don't know 10 15 minutes but yeah now past 50 days or so he's been the one creating it nice that's awesome so one of the things that we were talking about before this started was um was how like covid affected kids and affected parents and affected everybody in the world and i just wonder kind of how you are are addressing that and and what you see as a teacher and as somebody that's in in you know running this group and, and in other groups, how do you see that, that COVID uh, in that time has affected kids? Um, it's affected them all differently because then the way it's affected them differently is based on their parents, how their parents treated the kids through COVID. Cause you'll have kids who were, you know, and whatever you think about this is fine. doesn't matter to me. I'm just saying what I observed. So, you know, some kids were completely masked, double, triple masked up for two years straight and never got to communicate with their friends. Um, other kids never wore a mask or only sparingly wore a mask and were encouraged to go to, you know, athletic events. Like our kids, our jujitsu gym stayed open the entire time. No matter what you think about that, <laughs> it doesn't matter. But our jujitsu gym was open the whole time and our kids have been doing jujitsu for three years now. And everyone was, as long as you're free, as long as you didn't have it, you can go train. Mm -hmm. So our kids never stopped seeing other kids and interacting with them for the entire COVID time. Like they, we had a group of friends who was much more relaxed and lenient and that kind of stuff. And 
we would always hang out. We would play together. We would do play dates. We'd go to jujitsu. We had other activities we would do. So our kids, you know, flourished during this time and grew socially. But, you know, if you were very restricted during these years, then a lot of kids are permanently affected. You know, if you are, now I was telling people, if you were a two-year-old at the start of COVID, by the time you took your mask off, you couldn't remember a time in your life ever where you didn't wear one. Hmm. Because by the time they took their mask off, they probably were four. And when you're four, you don't remember being two. And then whenever they're four years old, and then parents say, okay, it's time to take the mask off. They say, what are you talking about? This is just what I've done my entire life. Mm-hmm. You know, I just I just don't communicate pe- with people. Like, that's who I am. It's, it's easy if I'm 33. Like, as a 33-year-old, yeah, I, I can force myself to wear it for, for t- two years. And then, yeah, I, I have 33 years to go back on. I have, I have my life to remember. But young kids, they don't have that memory of what life was like before it. So if they were restricted in that way for multiple years, then some of them are permanently socially handicapped unless they have an intervention of some sort. And so what, what does that intervention look like? Um, yet to be seen because it's just, it's still very recent. Um, I think you would need kind of like ripping a bandaid off. I would imagine like if, if I did that to my son, um, and I, he no longer could communicate with people, couldn't look them in the eyes, was only comfortable with something over his face, then it would have to be like breaking a cigarette habit. You Mm -hmm. would just have to, I would imagine I would just, we'd go to a lot of big social situations and say, we're not going to wear this. You're going to go make some friends today. I'll help you do it. And just do that every single day until I felt they were better. But I know there's a lot of kids in that situation and it's anxiety, it's depression, it's lack of connection with other human beings. Um, You know, there is, I'm sure you know this like famous, um, there's a famous science experiment. I think it was like monkeys or something. They had a group of monkeys in one cage and a group of monkeys in another cage. And there were two helpers for each cage. The one helper had a covering over their face. So these little baby monkeys couldn't see the helper's face ever. It was just like a cloth or some type of covering. And the other group was like a super affectionate, loving person where they could see their face. And the group of monkeys or whatever it was that could not see the person's face was like suffering horribly. Mm. Like they had physical problems, mental problems, emotional problems. They couldn't develop correctly just by the fewer fact they couldn't see the person's face and during their developmental years. And the other group was flourishing. Mm. They were stronger, they were bigger, they were healthier. Wow. And that's monkeys. Yeah, I haven't heard I mean, of that study, about, but that's that's really interesting. Yeah, I'm describing it like there's specifics out there. But um, just imagine a two, a one, two, three, four, five-year-old human being. And, well, at, now that we're not wearing masks, at least anywhere that, that I am, um, yeah. do you see that, that kids are still having a hard time with it? Or do you, do you see that... Um, that once you start getting back out there, it seems like to me, it seems like people are assimilating pretty, pretty well. And for kids too, like all all of a sudden, you know, the masks are off and I would think that it's going right back to it. I'm, I'm a little more concerned about the, the screen time. Um, you know, everything was zoom. 
everything was, you know, online classes, video games, everything is basically a screen. And yeah, there is communication with other people like we're doing right now across across the internet but is it really the same as sitting there next to one another not really um it's pretty good but it's not the same and at, you know that to me was like even for my kids like that are that are much older it's like wow like there's a lot of screen time here a lot and that that seems to be more concerning to me than than the mask than the mask thing Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, I think it's kind of in the same vein. It's um, a barrier between human interaction. So whether it's a screen or a or a mask, I think it all does a similar thing. You know, and there's sometimes obviously you need to to take precautions. But yeah, there's through that there's a lot of increased screen time. And if I had my way, we had we could do it. Every kid would be learning in a, in like a a forest. You know, just out there. <laughs> in an outdoor classroom learning what they could be doing out there with no screens at all. They have that. Uh, there are those. I know. And a mm. lot of the tech CEOs have their kids doing those. <laughs> <laughs> I know that a lot of the really high level people, they have their kids doing this, but obviously there's limitations to uh, logistically to do that. Yeah. But yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, iPads, most schools now are called like one-to-one where everyone has an iPad. And that makes it convenient for some things and schools get a lot of money for doing that. But yeah, it, it has, I, I feel like it has um, developmental, could possibly harm kids developmentally by getting used to interacting that way all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so when you're, uh, when you're dealing with your group, do you, do you talk about these things? And, and if so, are you like doing it on zoom or <laughs> like, are you, are you also <laughs> in, yeah, I mean, increasing your screen time? World. It is. Yeah, we got to go. Yeah. We're, this isn't like a Pittsburgh group. We got a guy in Canada, a guy in India. We've got a guy in um, Germany, um, people in the U S so yeah, it's all virtual. Um, and we don't really talk about this topic. Mostly it's struggling with, that kind of like inner resistance that we all face when we try to improve ourselves. Mm. And that's what everyone in the group is there to do. They're there to improve themselves in some way for their family. So whenever, anytime anyone tries to do that, you know, someone's, you're going to get barriers. So if I say, I want to, I want to lose 20 pounds this, this year or whatever it is, immediately some barrier is going to fall in your way. You know, whether you're religious, it's God or the universe or something. I always say that it's like playing a video game. It's like you want to get to the end. You're going to get level one. You have to prove that you can beat level one by beating that level one boss. So it might be your first week of doing a diet. And then after you beat that boss, it's like, great. I, now I can pr- go on to the next level where it's more fun, more freedom. 
but there's going to be a harder boss at the end of it. So there's going to be more resistance anytime I try to improve part of my life. So if I want to, if I have a business and I want to double my sales this year, I'm going to have to try a lot harder than I did last year. And that's going to come with some new challenges, some new resistance that we have to face. And then guess what? You're going to have problems within there. You know, you're going to have the same old emotional issues you have. There's going to be new things that you have to deal with. And what we talk mostly about is how to maintain our principles and alignment with who we want to be when the chaos comes. Because mm -hmm. the chaos comes for everyone. Um, a lot of times when you don't want it to, but we still have to show up as an awesome father. Like if I had five sales calls today, all five of them fell through, and then I come home and my kid's there running, give me a hug, I better have a smile on my face. So I have to have that control on the inside. Mm -hmm. And that shows up in a million different ways for guys across all across the world. You know, we go through, we shoulder a lot of these issues internally. We don't share them with anyone. And then we go on spirals. So we try to pull that out and give ways of dealing with it. And do you notice common themes like with, with people dealing with this resistance all you, and you've got people all over the world dealing with different, different factors and, and, and things, do you notice different or, or common themes that, that these gentlemen are going through? Yeah, there's a common theme of fathers thinking they're failing as a father. You know, they think that they've wasted time. They feel like they've have, they've regret or they feel like they have, are not showing up as a good model for their kids. And there's a, there's a lot, that's the common theme that goes through everyone is, um, they're not doing everything they could. And what I, my message is all you have to do is today prove to yourself that you are who you say you want to be. So you say you want to be a great father, write down today what you think you would do if you were a great father. Does that mean hugging your kids, telling them you love them, reading, tucking them in, reading them a story, giving them no screen time, just you and them being totally present. If you think if you're not doing those things and you think that's what a great father does, write it down. That's your checklist for today and do it. And it'll only take you a couple of days of these non-negotiable acts of life and habits for you to feel like you're crushing it again. Mm -hmm. Same thing with your marriage. Like if you, one of the things that I have our guys do is they have to do every single day active service to your wife and you can't tell her about it. So it could be like doing the dishes. It could be cleaning the kitchen. It could be doing one of her, you know, chores. If, if you split up chores around the house, you know, just doing something for her that is out of pure love and active service. And you don't say, Hey, I did the, I did the dishes, honey. Did you notice? You don't say that. That's one of the things. Another thing is just sending them love notes or emails or text messages throughout the day. And, and it's okay to write these things down as like, as like your plan. This is my plan to be an awesome husband. And when you actually do these things day after day, you become that person. Like, who do I want to become? Write down who you want to become. Just do the things. And then you are that man. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't have to be this far off fantasy. It's do the things today and you're him. Right. Do you have, do you have a, a, a method or, or a kind of a, a system that you put these people through to understand who it is that you want to be? Like it's one thing to just say, you know, write down the things that you want to, 
what, that you think a good dad is, but do you have like a, a process that you, that you put them through so that they can understand like who it is in their heart that they, that they really are or want to be? For some of that, it's on our calls we discuss, and that comes from them sharing where they feel like they're falling short. And that's going to be different for everyone. Like some, you know, we've got a, a business guy who admits that he was solely focused on money and his career. And he has regret that he didn't spend more years of his life being intentional with his kids. And anytime he's with his kids, he's looking at his phone. So for him, all he has to do, like step one, just this week, when you're around your kids, you need to put your phone down. And that might mean you need to be more organized and time block. You know, that might mean that you're just not being efficient with your time and you have to maybe wake up earlier or not get distracted while you're working so you can get your work done and spend quality time with your kids. It's different for each person, but we have a set of standard things that apply to everyone mm. in terms of father. That's just saying, telling your kids you love them. That's spending, having a nighttime routine with each kid. And that can be flexible for whatever they, they need. You know, for me, that's making sure I read the kid a story that's tucking them in and trying to build them for the next day. So I say, what are you going to do tomorrow that you're just awesome at? Or I'll say, why are you strong? Why are you smart? And I go through this with my kids to get them pumped up for the next day. So everyone has their own, you know, variation on that. That's interesting. I, I like that. And do you, when, when do you have, have these dads like have an epiphany of like, Oh, it's way simpler than I thought. Like, this is all I really need to do. Um, or, or is it just like, I don't know. It just seems like if you're trying to improve yourself, you say, man, I have no connection with my children. I, I, all I think about is money. I, I can't stop working. And it just seems like incredibly overwhelming to like, how do I, you know, improve this relationship with my kids? And it's not going to be immediate, you know, right. that's, that's yeah. and there's no magic pill. Like I tell them, like, if you, it's, it's one thing to say, you can say it until you're blue in the face, but until you live it and accept that this is the new you, nothing's going to happen. Like you can't, and you can't just be with me and our group for a couple months and expect your life to change. Like, you have to ex you have to use this as the jumping off point for the way you're going to live your life like if you want to be a father that makes an impact like you have to say what are we what am i doing right now that feels great and that's changing my life right now and that could be these five habits i'm doing every day okay i have to live this okay well is there an end point no there's not an end point like if you want to be a better person and be a father that has an unbelievable connection with your kids. This is a lifetime deal you're making. It's not for the next 12 months. It's, you know, we're going to teach you how to do it. We're going to make sure you do it and you're going to get really good at it. But you are saying that this is who you want to be. It's your being is changing. If you want that, mm -hmm. you know, if that's something you want, it's not like, you know, oh, I got to 180 pounds and so now I'm good. It's like, no, this is what you're going to do forever if that's what you truly want. And do you see people fall off? Like, do you see a lot of people that get into it and think, well, maybe I don't want to do that much work? Yeah, there's always going to be people, people who do that. 
Yeah. How do these yeah, people find are. you? How do how do how are people finding you? Like all over the world? Is it social media? Is it social media? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, just mm -hmm. on mostly Instagram. Hmm. That's cool. And so on a on a monthly basis, you just have like, I don't know how many people are contacting you regularly. Um, a lot. So this, and I don't take you know. There's obviously a funnel that happens there. So I've got like this past week, I probably had 25 people reach out to me. Um, and then from that you make calls and then you decide who, who you think should be in the group and then they decide if they want to be in the group. Mm. So it's probably right now around 25 a week are reaching out to me. Wow. That seems like a lot. It really does. I think that, I think that seems like a lot to me, especially yeah. for something I mean, that, that takes, that, that, that takes work. But I do I do notice that 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 theme is there. Whether it's uh, you know there are a lot of the, the these men groups and and um, and there's a theme of of like going the other way, like going back to being strong and being a provider and being responsible and being um, you know going that way rather than going the unattached beta kind of person <laughs> do you I mean, and obviously you're seeing that too so do do you think that we're going in that direction of of people um kind of taking this back for manhood yeah I, that's i think there's a huge movement that way I mean, men's groups are kind of taking off and a lot of them have the same same themes but you know i don't think anyone's in competition with anyone i think it's I think every everyone should have a group of men that builds them up. And, you know, you've got your group of friends you work out with, or you guys are building each other. You know, you could, for a lot of guys, they don't have that in their area. So it's it's virtual. You know, they're doing it over, over Zoom or they're doing it over whatever. And there's a lot of different social media apps you can use to communicate every single day and have like a group of guys who's just nonstop positive. But yeah, I see that is what, you know, it's not, you're not going to see it on a commercial, but in terms of guys who act, are actually talking to each other online, yeah, it's all about being strong. It's about serve, being a servant for your wife and kids and showing up the best you can and working on yourself. I, I've seen a massive movement that way over the past couple of years. Yeah, it seems like, especially with COVID, I've seen a lot of studies that um, that, that say that a lot of men have zero friends, zero, yeah. zero, um, zero friends. You know, I think the one that I read, it was like, if you had to get somebody to take you to the proctologist, who would you call? And most people are like, I wouldn't call anybody. I don't have anybody that I could call that I would feel comfortable saying, Man, I got this doctor's appointment I need to go to. Like, could you drive me there and wait for me? Like most, there were a significant number of people that did not have a single friend they would call. Yeah. Where, how, really how have we gotten there? I've, I've done multiple polls on my social media groups. Like I've got a, one of my Facebook group is like 9,000 people in it. And I've done polls. I said, how many of us, just a general poll, how many of us have friends? You know, 90% people don't have friends. Seriously? Real, yeah. 
Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It's bad. Like a lot, most guys, I feel like, and I didn't know that because for me, I've, I've always tried to, I'm lucky where a lot of my friends live in the area. We've just grown up together and we still hang out. We're in golf leagues together now. We have kids, you know, I'm lucky in that way, but I've, I also make an effort to maintain that friendship. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, lots and lots of guys don't have any friends, but there's, there's also a side to it because anytime I'll do a post about the importance of guys needing friends. I'll, I'll always get a lot of comments that say, yeah, I don't need friends. I have my family, you know, mm -hmm. like why would I spend time with friends when I can spend it with my wife or why would I spend time with my friends when I can spend it with my kids? And it's kind of like this noble virtue signaling that you can do, but I'm just completely opposed to that. I think that we have to have time with our friends to be mentally healthy. Like I encourage my wife to go hang out with her girlfriends. She encourages me to hang out with my guy friends. I know I'm lucky in that, but we kind of insist that on each other. It's just what we've always done. Like we've never made each other feel guilty for hanging out with our friends. But, and I think that's pretty rare. Mm -hmm. The trick I think is, is especially for a young father is to balance <clears throat> or try to figure out when do you get that time with your friends? Like, does it come at the expense of the time of your family? Or can you find a time that, like, like for me, it's the morning, right? Like, that's just mm -hmm. my time. That's the time that everybody else was asleep. I could just have my time. And I could do whatever I wanted to with it. I could be alone. Or I could be in a group. Or I could go running. Or I could work out. Or I could do whatever. But that was my time. I had to figure out where that time came from. Now, a lot of guys... Um, you know, their time is after work. They, you know, stop by the bar on the way home. That's their time with their friends. That is, you know, that's a sacrifice of the time that you can have with your family. Because if your family's sitting there eating dinner, bath and bed while you're at the bar, well, that's probably not sustainable. Right. So I, I find that a lot of people, especially new, new dads, they, they, um, struggle with like where like a lot of times their friends are like man you you got kids now you you know we're off doing our thing and you can't do anything anymore so they kind of lose touch with that group and then they haven't quite gotten into a group with kids yet and so they're in mm -hmm. this this kind of no man's land of like well, i don't have anybody to hang out with yeah we were always the family that you know we had young kids and we were always, our, we had kids really early, so our friends didn't have kids. So we would have babies and we'd be like, guys, come over, come hang out, it's okay. <laughs> we, we wanted people at our house to hang out with and we'd just be passing the baby around. It wasn't a big deal for us, we loved it. But, and I think it's healthy for your kids to see you hanging out with friends. Yeah. I, I don't think it's like, I mean, if you're every t you know you, you get done at work at five and then you go to the bar every day until 6 30 or 7 i think that's not good but for me like in a couple of weeks i'm going to start up a golf league that i it's meets um 
it's like a nine hole course. I'll, I'm, I'll be, I'll be out once a week for two hours with my friends. Um, we golf. my kids know I do it. They, if I miss it, they'll be like, dad, why aren't you at golf league? Like they, and I think that's education for them. I want them, they will be more successful in life. They'll be happier in life if they're good at networking, if they're good at making friends. And that is super important. Like I think just like teaching them to be healthy, I have to teach them to be able to make friends with people. So if I'm someone who who they've never seen be friendly to people or hang out with my friends, then that's not good for them. Like I have a really tight knit group of friends that were all in my wedding. We still like we went on a on a friend vacation last summer, and there's like us four guys hanging out just doing guy talk. And then my son walked up. He was hanging out with us for the entire week. Like he stayed up late with us. He was just seeing all of us just bantering and having a great time. Like that is that's memories that he's gonna have forever. Like just hanging out with these cool old guys and just like watching them interacting, you know, people patting them on the head. He's learning what it's, what it could be like someday for him to have close friends. Like, I think that's invaluable. So, so how does it, I don't disagree with you. I think it's incredibly valuable. How does a guy that finds himself in no man's land uh, or one of your, one of your people that's in your group and that's one of those people that has no friends, how do, how do they go from that to what you just described? Um, you just have to, you have to be willing to be uncomfortable and go join some things such as a group. Like, cause some, some people in our group were like, Oh, we live close to each other. We should meet up. And that is, it's good to be in a group, but it's also nice to have in-person friends. Mm -hmm. So go to a rec league that meets once or twice a week, you know, during your lunch break or, or whenever on the, on the weekends while well, well, someone's at the gym, you can go play basketball. There's like at our local Y there's probably 50 middle-aged men who all play basketball at noon on Saturday and Sunday. Like, okay, you're not good at basketball. It doesn't matter. No one there's good at basketball. You have to be willing to be uncomfortable, take a risk, walk yourself to the gym, say, Hey, I'm, I'm new. I know I haven't done this before. Can I play with you? Just like teaching a kid to make a friend at a playground for the very first time. Like you have to be willing to do that. Join the Masons, join any, any new community, like join a church. Like at our church, the one that we go to, it is so supportive. Like my goodness, if you were lacking in any of these areas, you could go talk to anyone. You'd have a hundred friends by the end of the week. They'd say they'd invite you on to, into small groups. You know, you would just, you have to be willing to do little work. You can't just sit there and say, "Whoa, is me. I don't have any friends. It's like, yeah, that's because you're, you don't want the friends. If you want anything, including friends, you have to go do something to get it. And it includes work. Like if I had, if me and my friends had stopped working to be each other's friends over the past 35 years, I wouldn't have any friends either. Right. But if I notice that it's gone a couple of days and we haven't talked to each other, I will send that message. I will make that call. I will start the conversation. And if if I miss it one week, that turns into five weeks, it turns into a year. Before I know it, I don't have that friend anymore. Like you have to do the work. Yeah. Do you find that that a lot of your that that like when you take that survey, that survey that you just told me about, like how many of us have friends and a bunch of people say they don't? It, I mean, are do you think that you're giving them tools? Like what, what we're just talking about, do you think they're actually taking action on that and, and, and acquiring some friends and changing their life? Is that a, is that an area that you see people thriving in after they are you know part of your group? 
Um, well, that the survey I'm talking about is more like our a open Facebook group to yeah, anyone. That's right. not our men's program. Oh, okay, that's just that's just like a the Rising Father brand open group that anyone can come in and just hang out in. Our actual program group is much more tight knit, much smaller, and for us, the focus isn't on um, like that. That topic, to be honest, doesn't come up a lot. Um, but the poll, I have never polled my men's program group about that yet. But in the Rising Father Facebook group, it has like the thousands of people in it. Yeah, people will say they don't have friends. And then we'll have just, you know, the kind of conversations you can have on a Facebook page, which is commenting and replying to each other's comment. Like as close as you could be and impactful as you could be on a Facebook page, we try to do that. And it's not the same as this kind of conversation. But you, we help each other, help them as much as you can. And there'll be people who, uh, who agree with what we're saying. And they'll say, hey, man, it doesn't matter. You have kids. You can still have friends, you know. And then there's just your, your usual Facebook um, conversations that happen over there. So that's, that's about as impactful as you can get. But I mean, some people, some people will legitimately read a, a Facebook post and their life will change because it'll, it'll help them think about something differently and they'll go try it out. They'll meet someone, they'll meet a best friend and then they'll be like, Oh my God, it wasn't that hard. <laughs> you know? So I, I have people message me all the time who say, Hey man, I've never, I've never reached out, never commented on anything, but just want to let you know, I read your posts every single day and you know, they mean a lot to me. It's really helped me with blah, blah, blah this past month. And I, I don't know who I'm reaching. Like you don't know who's listening to you every right. single, every single week and you're making an impact on. So social media isn't all bad. You know, you can really impact people in a positive way if you just stay committed to it. Yeah, you can. Where, uh, where would you like to see this go? Where, what would your, you know, what's the end result that you would like to achieve? Um, I just want to keep helping as many fathers as I can. Um, I don't have a goal line. I don't have an outcome. Um, for me, I've been really trying not to be outcome focused the past months and goal focused the past months. I'm trying to, in my groups right now, help them as much as I can every single day and where that leads is fine with me. Like I want the, I want it to keep on growing. I want more people to keep on coming in. And then I want those guys who are in our groups to start their own groups and help in their communities. Like the guy, we have a guy in India, he's already talking about starting his own group in India. Cause he, he said, in India, we have nothing like this. I said, amazing. So he's learning what we do and he's helping the, the guy in Germany, same thing. He started his own men's group and he said, we have nothing like rising father here where I'm in Germany. So he's starting his own. So it's the more that happens, the better. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Really is. Cause it's a good message. It's a good message to be a provider, to be a, to be a responsible lead by example, dad. And, um, I don't know. That's been, I had no idea what being a father was going to be like until I was. And people tried to, yep. you know, tell me about it, you know, tried to explain it to me, tried to, Give me advice, whatever. Maybe, maybe that advice falls on deaf ears because you're not ready for it. But then later you're a father and you're like, wow, this is, 
this is really, <laughs> this is really incredible. And there's no one that's going to help me do this. Like certainly, you know, my dad is, is a part of my kids' lives and, and he's been a big part of my life. And he is a, he is certainly a great grandfather, but that's what he is. He's a grandfather. He's not a dad. He's a grandfather. And that's different than being, than being a dad. And I had to realize that at one point is like, wow, man, this is a big responsibility that I didn't necessarily understand when it happened. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anybody does like it's, it's more than, than you think, but then the, then the, the, um, you know, the, just the, the rewards are, are really incredible, especially as, as my kids are growing to, to, uh, to be like full on adults yeah. and the biggest compliment that they could possibly pay me is when they have time, um, that they could be doing anything that they want to be with, you know, my wife and I, and that's awesome. It's just, that's the, that's the best thing that could ever happen. Like my daughter just recently spring break, she wants to go fishing. Right. So that's what she wants to do. She wants me to take her fishing for a week and <clears throat> awesome. And I told her too, I was like, you know what? That was the best gift you could have given me. And she's like, she didn't even realize that it was a gift. She's just like, well, that's just what I wanted to do. Like, well, awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Like for me, it's like, man, you won. You did it. Yeah. I mean, if your kids want to be around you when they are adults and they have their own money and they have their own time and they choose to be with you, I think that's, that's a, that's an incredible win. That's an incredible. Yeah, it just didn't happen overnight, right? I mean, you've been no. developing that intentionally for years, I'm sure. Yeah, and and uh, you know, we like to do fun things. It's cool to go fishing for a week. That's that's Hell fun, yeah. and everybody wants to everybody wants to do that. But that's not, you know, I don't know. That's to me, that's that that is pretty much the definition definition of success is that when your kids are grown, they want to be with you. Absolutely, and I mean, I've, yeah, fishing is. A whole nother topic, but I tried to, we went on our friend's vacation, my buddy in Maryland. Um, he's a big fisherman and me, I would like to be, but I know mm-hmm. absolutely nothing about it. Like it just looks calming and great. And we were catching all kinds of fish with him. And then my son was doing it and he was catching his very first fish for the first time. So he fell in love. And as soon as we came back to Pittsburgh, you know, I went down to the local lake at our park, got some fishing rods and we're just catching little, I don't know, minnows yeah. or something. Sure. He got like 10 of them. But he was loving it. He was just dipping his rod in the water, pulling it out. And for me, I'm I, I'm going to go into the research phase. Like that's something I need to work on. Now. I was like, I want to. I got to learn about fishing because I want to be able to teach him it mm-hmm. and go on fishing trips and actually be able to teach him something about fishing. But I am severely lacking in that. Well, it's okay because it, just like we're talking about, that is this this journey that you can take with your son, like that, and and your daughter too, I guess. Did do you say you have a daughter? Because girls like to fish yep. just like boys do. Um, and, and most of the time they're better, actually, they're, they're usually better. Women are better anglers than, than men. Men are more interested in it, but women are better because they don't have any, they do exactly what whoever the guide or whoever tells them to. And there's like, not like the dudes, they want to go off and do it their own way. Mm -hmm. But anyway, there's like this, there's like this journey of that, that you can take together. And then there are all these, what I like about parenting and fishing is that there are all these rites of passage that you can have and that you can give to a, to a young uh, boy or a young girl to where, you know, it's like, okay, 
you are now old enough that I'm going to give you this really sharp hook. And we've been working on our knots at home, but we've been doing it with, you know, a keychain or something like that. And now I'm going to give you this really sharp hook because you've grown up and you've shown me that you can handle this really sharp hook and I'm going to give it to you and you're going to tie it on yourself. And then they're like, yeah, I did it. Like I, I did that. Or maybe it comes time to fillet a fish and it's like, okay, well, we're going to, I'm going to show you how to do this and I'm going to show you how to hold a fillet knife and I'm going to show you how to do all these things. And then, you know, one of these days, when you show me that you can do all these things the right way, it's going to be your turn and you're going to be able to do this. And there's this huge rite of passage, like, okay, that is really, really big. And fishing is full of them, full of them. I mean, the hook, the knife, you know, then it's driving the boat, then it's back in the trailer. Then it's, Mm -hmm. I mean, it is on and on and on. And it's a lifetime, a lifetime of work until you get to, you know, get to where your kids are like my age and they're, they're picking you up in their truck with their boat and they're backing it down the ramp and they're doing everything. And they're like, no, no, yeah. no, I got a little system. And you're like, okay, cool. This is really cool to watch you do this because this is what you watched me do all of these years. But it's, it's, it's just a series of these little rites of passage that, that are really cool. I, I just, I think it was, I think it's really, really, really cool. And hunting's the same way. Uh, a lot of outdoors, a lot of outdoor stuff. I think that's why, you know, maybe the Boy Scouts are, you know, they, they, I don't know, the Boy Scouts are in a different place than they once were, but um, <laughs> there were these rites of passage and there were these yeah. merit badges that you earned and there were these outdoor kind of things. The thing I never liked about the Boy Scouts was that it, it wasn't with your dad. Like you went off and you did these things on your own. Yes. And I never was really that interested in that because my dad and I had a great relationship and he would take me to do all these things. And, and I'm like, well, I'd really rather just do it with you than all these other other people. But, you know, whatever. If if that's your outlet to the outdoors, great. Take it, you know. But I I like that. And I think that you'll enjoy that with uh with the fishing thing if you if you get into it even at all. And uh you'll you'll see that there are these there are these rites of passage. Like like you could even say, Okay, well, we're gonna go to this lake or this lake. Which one do you want to go to? We've been to both of them before. Show them how to read a map, you show them how to you know, do all of these different things. It's, it's really, it's really cool. Um, and for me, that's, that's where I spent most of the time with my kids is like on the boat and, mm-hmm. uh, and fishing, you know, so. Oh, it's going to really happen. Good. We're doing it. Like as soon as it's not freezing cold and miserable outside, we're, we got our little two person kayak and we're going to, we're going to head out and learn all of it. We're going to learn it together. There Just like go. we did in jujitsu. We learned learning together how to do it. Nice. Yeah. Same well, thing be... with hunting. I, you know, I want to, it's for me, it's lack of people in my immediate circle who do those things. So I've, I've got to make an extra effort. Like I was saying to go find people who know how to do those things and kind of take me under my, I'd rather have someone who knows how to work a rifle and hunt teach me than me go experiment in the woods or at a range. Sure. So we're, yeah, we're well, there are, there are those, there are those things that it may be even a little bit more common with fishing than it is hunting. I mean, they're like, there's hunting guides and people that, that take people hunting for a living, but there are certainly fishing guides that take people fishing year round where, where you are and going with one of those people is, it can be, it can be really good, but then, you know, just, you, you just got to learn enough to knock around on your own, you know, and then, and that's where the real learning comes is, is when you're, I think when you're knocking around, kind of making mistakes, not catching anything, catching things, 
you know, and the days that you don't catch anything make the days that you do catch things even even more uh, valuable for, for you and your son. Like when you figure something out, you're like, wow, figured that out. We caught all these fish. Look, it's amazing. Um, but fishing is fishing's great. It's been, it's been fantastic for me. So if I can help you out with that, um, anytime in the future, let me know. But, uh, if, if people wanted to, um, learn more about your group and, and maybe, uh, hang out in some of these Facebook groups that anybody can go to or take the next step and, 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 you know, join, join the group formally, mm -hmm. where, where do they find you? Uh, Facebook, the large open Facebook group is just called rising fathers. You can just search it. If you want to reach out to me about joining our men's program, men's group, um, then just find me on Instagram. It's rising father it's at rising father and just send me a message. Talk to you all day. Okay. Very cool. Awesome, man. Well, Chris, I appreciate you coming and, and sharing your, uh, your, your purpose and your mission with us. I think it's, uh, I think it's really good, man. I think you're on the right track. Appreciate that, man. I had a blast. Yeah. Thank you. All right, cool. Check him out. Rising father on, uh, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, do you have YouTube? Where, where, don't you have a podcast too? Yep, I do. What's just a podcast? called the rising father podcast, everything on all the social media channels. It's just rising father. How often do you put the podcast, podcast is out? rising father podcast? How often do you put that out? Um, podcast is at least once a week. So I'm trying to do right now just like a short solo one um, and then have a guest on. Cool. And what kind of, what kind of things do you talk about on your podcast? Um, I'm trying to branch out a little bit more, not just only self-improvement fatherhood stuff. Like I, I had a, a cook on last time, like a father who's super into cooking. I'm going to have a pizza guy on. I had um, Steve Eckert with The Project, oh, yeah. uh, Modern Day Night Project, mm -hmm. and um, guys like that on as well. So I'm trying to be varied in the men's space for my project or for my for my podcast. Nice. should have uh, Ray Cash Care on there. He's a, he's a good dude, and, and he's part of that project. I've had both those guys, uh, Bedros and, and Ray, on the podcast. They have good messages. Very good. Absolutely. Uh, but anyway, all right, man. Well, thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. And uh, if you are a new father or a struggling father or somebody looking for um, advice or friends, check it out. Rising Father. All right. Thanks. We'll see you next week. See you.